Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. are back for another live show we got uh some college football talk we got some college basketball talk it's just gonna be good to talk to all the boneheads uh if you guys are listening to this on friday be sure to go back and listen to coach marco born and coach kevin sutton on the inaugural episode of bosco's boys fast break where I chat with both of the members of Coach Tang's coaching staff. Had an absolute ball talking to those guys, hoping to get some more guys on in the future as well. Basketball season, I think the first exhibition game is like two weeks away, folks. Uh, First regular season game, three weeks away. And we're 29 days away from that first away game at Cal. So, Uh, basketball season is going to be here before you know it so we are going to be pulling double duty i can't get folks up on stage and getting ready for the show remember we are sponsored by manhattan brewing company i'm currently drinking uh tonight right now i'm drinking uh one of their pumpkin batch pumpkin beers because i absolutely love that beer it is delicious I'll probably have a, uh, you know, a, a Kolsch later on. They have all sorts of great beers. Uh, so check them out the next time you're in Manhattan and make sure your local liquor store carries them. Have it in your local liquor store. Make it happen. Talk to them. Be nice about it. I'm not trying to get anyone to go viral uh, because, uh, you know, you make a scene in a liquor store. I'm not trying to have that happen. Uh, I do not endorse that. But hey, Get them in the store. Also sponsored by Charlie Hustle. I'm rocking my Charlie Hustle 
crew neck sweatshirt right now, purple one, absolutely amazing. They just sent me some of their joggers. I have another hoodie on the way. So check out Charlie Hustle. They're at the spot, charliehustle.com, also in person on the Country Club Plaza. And they got uh, stuff from their K-State collection scattered across a couple different retailers in the Manhattan area. Okay, we're going to get into it. Uh, I see some folks who are uh, on stage. I see some folks who are listening in. Uh, we're going to get going. I'm sure folks will be uh, trickling in throughout the night as well. Uh, but let's get into it. Let's start off uh, just putting a bow on Farmageddon. Uh, I'd also be interested, uh, kind of give me your final take and then also let me know, okay, as we're sitting here on Wednesday, a few days removed from the game, how different is your opinion and emotions with that game than they were right there in the moment? Let's start with Aaron. Aaron, put a bow on it, and what are your thoughts on that game now versus right after the game on Saturday? Yeah, thanks, Scott. Just right off the top, one of the most Farmageddon games ever, right? A lot of field goals, fluky touchdown, fluky turnover, really just Farmageddon. You know, if you look it up in the dictionary, that game would just pop off the page. Um, with that said, I think that the Tulane loss early in the season, I think we're seeing it pay dividends. I'm not convinced that we win a game like that if we hadn't have gone through what happened in the Tulane game. Really a lot of resolve and a lot of uh, fight from our team. Also a game of attrition. You know, we saw a lot of guys on the field throughout the game for, you know, a variety of, of injuries, you know, getting hit, getting dinged up. So, again, just can't say enough about the uh, the guys on the field that were able to finish the game, but really a, a game of attrition. The other thing that stood out is our defense continues to be elite. On the other side of the ball, Iowa State's defense, you know, a couple days removed from it, like you said, They've got one of the best defenses in the Big 12 for sure and, and, and throughout the country, in my opinion. You know, McDonald on the edge, they tackle, their secondary is locked down. So I I really think Iowa State's going to have a good defense, probably one of the better defenses we're going to see for the rest of the year. Um, again, though, really good, very good victory, and especially going into a bye week. I know we'll talk about kind of midseason here later, but just really one of those games that we had to win um, going into, going into a bye week. Yeah, I love what you had to say there. I'll, I'll say this, you know, while hashtag struggle for six is on for Iowa State this year, um, I'm not going to be mad if their defense pitches a shutout and they get, uh, you know, a 6 nothing win versus Texas, Oklahoma State, uh, TCU, any other. I guess those are really the only contenders left since they already lost to uh, Baylor. But uh, th they do have a salty defense. So if they, if they pulled off a shocker versus Texas this weekend, I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, let's go next with Zach, my guy Zach, uh, always making friends on the internet. He's one of my favorites, uh, even though I sometimes try to bully him, and I'm sorry for that. Zach, how are you? And then what are your final thoughts on uh, you know, the Iowa State game on Farmageddon and have your emotions changed uh, since Saturday night? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, you know, during the game, I was absolutely stressing so hard. Um, I was watching the game with my dad and we were both just like starting to like get chippy with each other because we were, you know, arguing about what we should do and blah, 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 blah. It was a pretty stressful game. It was vintage Farmageddon. Um, you know, 
how I felt at the time. I don't really feel any different now. I quoted right after the game, Al Davis just win, baby. And I, and I mean that. I just care that we won. I, that's really all I care about. Yeah, and, and it always is a little bit uh, fun when uh, players go back and see our tweets from the game. So I, I saw that you got got uh, got caught from – Yes, uh, Ty Zentner the, came the, back and – Yeah, Topeka Cat, Ty Zentner. I mean, gosh, just reckless abandon for our fellow Topeka Cat, Zach. That's all right. We love Zach and we love Ty Zentner. Let's go live to the railroad, KSU Railroad, or put a bow on Farmageddon and – have your emotions changed at all from where you were Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, after Saturday night, I was I was almost down in the dumps about the game because it was just really not good at all. But, I mean, after looking back on it, I mean, we were really close to beating those guys 20-9, to 9, and the defense played really good. Uh, Railroader, I'm going to have to cut you off. It looks like you've been uh, hijacked and kidnapped uh, from some robots. For sure. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. We'll come back to you and give you another shot. Uh, it was sounding like you, you got you got kidnapped by robots. I'll have uh, I'll have Zach try to try to get you back here uh, in a bit. I believe in him taking down the robot terrorists. Uh, let's go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub. Uh, rat, put a bow on Farmageddon and just kind of what are your emotions now versus where they were Saturday night? Um, you know, we scored 10 points. They only scored nine, so that's that's all that matters. We scored more points than them. Uh, very, very hot take there with my analytics. Um, but I, I just watched the game myself. I didn't even drink or anything while I was watching it. I was just nervous as hell the whole time. I was down in the dumps like the entire game. Like, oh, we're going we're gonna to somehow screw this up. I'm glad I was proven wrong. Uh, you know, initially after, I I just I was just thinking how kind of like the previous person said, almost down about that W because when you just see it and watch it, you're just like, God, we looked so bad that game. Um, obviously, it didn't look perfect, but it just seemed like we looked real bad. But then after the game and after, you know, had some time to think about it, you see all these stats, how like, we put up some of the most yards against them. We did this and that against that defense. On all, you know, we did one of the better offensive performances against that defense of Iowa State, and maybe feel a little better. And and it's been spoken through, you know, either Bosco Boys or some other people. It just remembering how, like, there were so many plays where it was just a second away from busting out to be a big run or something. They had so many of those like shoestring tackles where you know we had we had multiple plays that could have been twenty plus yards, so I feel good. I feel a lot better about it. Ready to enjoy some football this weekend, uh, stress free. Yes, it's, it's a it's a great weekend for some stress free football. I'll be getting some wings. I'll be drinking some beer from Manhattan Brewing Company. And I'll be wearing a crew neck from Charlie Hessel. Uh, let's go to the Linksman. Uh, put a bow on Farmageddon, order is res, uh, restored, pop the corn, all sorts of fun little slogans we can say. And uh, what are, what's your emotion now looking back on it versus uh, in the moment on Saturday? Well, Saturday it was stress and then relief. Um, now it just, um, you know, feeling good. Um, going back and looking at the box score and a lot of the stats afterwards, when expectancy and uh, stats awards, you know, did you really get beat that bad? 
Um, you know, we really dominated the game in 10 to 9 is not really accurate of, you know, how the game, you know, should have ended out or how, you know, dominant it was. So you take those kind of things into consideration, how many points we left off the field, and yet the defense still found a way to get stops. Offense still found a way to move the ball and get the win. Um, can't complain. Top of the Big 12, and things are good. Yeah, I, I, I hear you there. It, it really was a controlling game. I think uh, S&P Plus or one of those other, like, advanced analytics uh, folks put out uh, a, a review of the game and basically said the implied – uh, score should have been closer to like 28 to like seven K-State. So uh, if you look, and again, the, the, the game is not played on on uh, spreadsheets. Uh, so I totally get that. But if you can dominate and control a game like that and you get the dub, uh, every day that passes, I feel better about the game. Um, let's go to, we'll go back to back with guys that were at the game. We'll go with Joel and then uh, Colorado Cole. Joel, you were at the game put a bow on it, and then what were your thoughts in the stadium uh, before, during, after the game, and what are your thoughts as you're uh, back in the glorious state of Kansas a few days afterwards? Yeah, uh, super fun weekend. Um, got to go up with Cole. Um, met up with one of our fraternity brothers, and all our girlfriends were out there, so super fun. Um, Ames is cool, I guess. It's – I don't know. It, it was all right. The stadium is – whatever the people there absolutely suck we couldn't walk five feet without somebody coming and getting in our face it was absolutely ridiculous um during the game i would say it was like kind of a sloppy game i was just super hyped at the end not even sloppy i'd say like slightly dirty um really just like two mistakes but um yeah, I was just super hyped that we got out of there with a win because those guys were just absolute douchebags all day. And then, yeah, go out, celebrate that night and get home. And super glad to be back in Kansas. It was super weird seeing there was, like, corn farms in the middle of neighborhoods. So, yeah, I'm ready to be back to, like, regular Class A civilization. I absolutely love it. We'll go to Colorado Cole. Colorado Cole. It looked like uh, the girlfriends uh, of you two and your fraternity brother planned uh, planned it out so you guys would all look cute matching in your polos. So I, I loved seeing those pictures. But uh, walk me through the emotions uh, then. Walk me through the emotions now and put a, a bow on Farmageddon. Yeah, uh, the first thing I'd like to say, uh, road dogs, bark, bark. Um, and then uh, as far as the shirts go, is definitely a well-planned prank on their part. And... <clears throat> We're also matching the coaches, so that made me feel really special and important. Um, but overall, kind of, my, I would say, obviously my experience was similar to Joel's because I was with him the whole time. But um, the town of Ames, it was okay. I would say the only thing that was better than expected was Ames itself. Um, there were some okay bars that were pretty cool, and their little district down there, it was all right. Um one thing their bars have figured out is most of them have really good seating, which I like because I hate standing because my feet hurt and I'm a baby. Um, but the stadium itself and everything. So first of all, that bridge, extremely disappointing. It looks like a bridge from some type of zoo exhibit at the Cedric County Zoo. Like when you're walking over the Buffalo exhibit and you're just looking down on the North American animals um 
So that was disappointing from the beginning. Um, the parking lot, I cannot say how spoiled we are with our parking lot. I thought their parking situation was one of the, you know, upper half of the Big 12. But if that is what is considered upper half of Big 12, then our situation must be so much beyond every other school that we might have the best parking lot in college football. So I don't know, maybe we should hang a banner or something for that. But their parking lot has ditches that go through it. Just like you can't walk, you can't cut through the parking lot without walking through ditches. And it's literally falling apart, like crumbling. So that was disappointing. Um, The stadium itself, it looked like if you took a random AI generator and said, make a college football stadium, it doesn't really make sense. Like it just looks random, like random pieces put together. Um, I don't know, maybe like a, a toddler designing their stadium or something um kind of same thing joel said the fans were not great booing when our players hurt it was like the third play of the game and they're already booing so we're just like sitting there like man this gonna be a long game but all in all i'm glad we came out with a win um you know there's a point in the game where i was kind of like just ready for bed i was like just just in this game so i don't have to keep watching it um, I don't know, maybe there's a part of that where I thought I was in some type of hell loop and is never going to end, but, uh, we came out with a W, um, you know, now that I've sat on it for a few days and a lot of the advanced analytics have come out kind of like everyone else has said, feeling a lot better about the game. Um, and you know, it couldn't be said enough. An ugly win is a win. So go cats. There we go. Let's go to Catsman. Catsman, what are your thoughts on Farmageddon, and have they changed it all from right in the moment on Saturday? Uh, I actually, like you, wasn't able to watch the game live, and maybe that's for the best because I know that I would have been very stressed out. And so I was watching it on the GameCast as much as I could, and when we missed when we missed that field goal, I was starting to stress out. But then when when Tennant made the next one, I was feeling pretty good. But overall, I'm really happy with the win. And uh, yeah, when I rewatched the game, I felt a lot better about it. I love it. Let's go to uh, the hip shaking man himself, Ema Elvis. Ema Elvis, put a wrap on Farmageddon for me. What were your thoughts watching the game? What are your thoughts now today? Jace, what's his face, Gilbert? What the hell are you doing? I, when, <laughs> when I when I'm like I, seeing the score, I'm like, damn, th- th- this kid is responding, hitting all these field goals. I was like, man, you know, good for him. He he responded. It, must be it's something good about thing that, that I'm not man. Just I'm Nostradamus nephew Thomas, but mostly right. Um. I, I said he would score 15 and get all of their points, redeeming himself from the three field goal flubs at KU. And he did that. And I thought, don't don't kick five. Please don't kick five. And then after the third quarter one, when he kicked three, I said, please don't kick four because four would have beat us. Uh, but the defense did enough, and the offense did enough to survive in advance. And that's what it's about, I guess. Um, The big 12 is tough and every game is going to be 
a big one. So I look at it looking back that uh, a win is a win. Take it. You move on to the next one. You go one and zero again next week. Yeah, every single game is massive from here on out, and it, and it's fun to feel that way again. Uh, let's let's end this one with Will the Thrill, and uh, we'll move on from there. Will the Thrill uh, put put a bow on uh, Farmageddon? Are your emotions today different than what they were Saturday night? Well, definitely. Uh, cardiac cats are, are no joke. Uh, I was I was probably seconds away from throwing my phone to the into the TV when uh, the fumble at the one happened. And then the missed field goal, I was like, okay, we're just, we don't have lady luck on our side tonight. And uh, so I, I was sweating it big time. I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. Um, but like you, like everyone else has said, between the stats, you know, um, box score, it does help um, one feel a little more comfortable seeing. Um, but I, I do honestly have to give credit to the defense, keeping Iowa State out of the end zone for the full game I mean that that's beyond huge and I think it'll be interesting to see uh trying to gauge Texas with Quinn Ewers back and it'll be interesting to see how Iowa State fares against them but definitely after the game um cooled down and uh much much needed bye week so that's how I feel yeah, bye week coming at the perfect time, I think. Uh, Callie Mike is here, so we'll get his take. Uh, put a bow. You're the last one. Put a bow on Farmageddon. And how? what's your emotion like now versus what it was at the end of the game on Saturday? Uh, well, it was a bit of a different experience for me, um, I got to say, because, you know, I'm hosting the watch parties out here. Um, and we had 13 people, which is actually pretty big for our watch parties. And, you know, you have a certain feeling if you're at the game, you have a certain feeling if you're watching at home, but when you're in that watch party environment, um, you know, you have all these other inputs that sort of help distract you from the disaster that's happening on the screen, uh, or at least, you know, what's keeping you on the edge of your seat. So I was pretty even keel, uh, most of the game. Um, I never, I can't say that I ever really felt like we weren't going to do it, which is, really different than I usually feel honestly with K-State but um yeah I was pretty happy with the end result we had a good time night wasn't ruined uh I love this team let's let's keep it going yeah I hear you there so we're at the midway point of the college football season again it just shows up and then it's gone just like that uh so let's just get any uh K-State or Big 12 take you want to get out there uh, six games in, we're five and one at the halfway point, top of the 12, having a laugh. So let's start with uh, Zach. Zach, what is your midway point? Uh, any takes or uh, if you want to go predictions for the back half, you can as well. Just kind of more open-ended than I, I currently have uh, for the topic number two. Um, predictions or? Predictions takes. or takes. Um. Well, I'm no short on takes, but I'll leave those for Twitter. I'll do predictions. Um, I think a little bit of a rent-free here. I think KU is going to finish 6-6. Six and six. That's my first prediction. And I think Iowa State might be heading for, like, possibly losing out. I think that they're completely void of confidence. 
Um, I think that's a possibility. And then, man, I don't know. I think the Cats are going to finish 9-3. I'm going to stick with what I had. Um, I don't think Texas is legit with Quinn Ewers. I think that they'll will beat them, for example. Um, I think they're going to drop a couple more games. I think that our biggest can um, biggest competition um, to get to Arlington is going to be Oklahoma State and TCU. There you go. You love to hear it. Uh, we'll go. We'll go back to Cali Mike, and then we'll go to Joel. Cali Mike, any takes or predictions? Um, well, I think we, based on the prediction show, um, I think we all sort of felt this is where K-State would be, um, at this point in time. So I'm pretty happy to see that, uh, looking forward to continuing to write it out. Um, I agree there with Zach that, um, TCU and Oklahoma state, probably our biggest competition and then Texas, uh, we just got to keep an eye on them. Uh, biggest uh, shocker here for us, I think, is OU, um, although they were kind of an unknown commodity, so maybe we shouldn't be so shocked. Um, but I think, you know, we just really need to look out for the trap game, whatever game that's going to be. I, I guess at the moment I would say that West Virginia is probably high on that list. Um, but, you know, I'm still riding high. I think we're going to Arlington. There we go. Let's go Joel and then uh, Colorado Cole. Midway points, uh, takes, or predictions? Yeah, uh, this Big 12 season is freaking nuts. It is way too much fun. I could not tell you what's going to happen. There's so many good games coming up, and we're about to hit the grindiest spot of our season. Uh, I cannot tell you what's going to happen, and I love it. There we go. We'll go uh, Colorado Cole and then the good chef Andre Napier. Colorado Cole midway point takes or predictions. All right, so I have a take, and I don't know if this has been said yet or not, but we're sitting here undefeated in the conference, five and one. Um, I think if you told me before the season started that we'll be five and one through six games, and I could pick the loss. I really don't think I would pick a different loss because, you know, South Dakota, that looks a lot worse. Don't want to lose to freaking Mizzou. And then being undefeated in the conference, it's it's really hard to give that up. So that's my take. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to Ema Elvis for having his prediction pretty much right, except for the score total. So that was uh, pretty impressive on your part. Yeah, he, he, Elon Elvis knows what what's up. Um, and I think if you go back to overs and unders show, I think uh, I think he was someone who was pretty close to spot on at least at this halfway point. I agree with you, by the way, on the if you if you told me uh, you're going to be five and one, uh, you get to choose the loss. I agree one hundred percent that the choice is uh, Tulane. Um, they turned out to be a lot better than I expected them to be, but you don't want to lose in FCS school and you sure as hell don't want to lose to Mizzou. And, uh, you know, I would rather go 0-3 in in the non-con than ever agree to any conference losses. So I'm right there with you. I think that's a good take. Uh, We'll go to the good chef, Andre Napier, and then Coley Dub. Chef, we're at the midway point. Football season comes and goes so quickly. 
uh, any takes or predictions. Yeah, I'm sad. I mean, it, it goes by in a blink of an eye. You you never really can embrace it until it's finally gone or it's just starting. So it kind of it's good to get the buy right there in the middle that we can all reflect on it. But man, takes you know we're three and zero in the con- conference, and I was looking at it, man. Our conference teams that we beat they're kind of shit i mean i mean it's as a result because we're beating them too but i mean god damn those boys are looking bad iowa zero and three in the conference i was staying I tech is look i mean they're yeah one tech two, looks they, fun they're looking salty they look salty but but you know man i i just i'm i'm looking down the road and those next four are looking very prime for us to grab the conference by the throat and, I mean, bury some kids. Because, you know, if we get – let's say we get the next two. Dude, I mean, it's basically locked up, right? I mean – Well, I mean – We'll be 5-0 and in the conference, and the the two undefeateds, what either one of them has two losses. Obviously, one of them is going to have two losses because – they play each other right before we play them. So, I mean, it's, we could, we could really separate, separate and kind of clinch it. I I mean, it's not clinch because again, you you would still have uh, four games in conference, Texas being tough. I think West Virginia, I mean, they might have it packed in by then, but traveling out there is always going to be tough. Uh, I think I, I don't see any world where we don't beat KU, so I'm not very I'm not like overly worried about that. Um, but you know, and then Baylor, I mean, you have to go to Baylor. I, I'm not yeah. quite there yet. I mean, you're feeling real good if you're five and zero. Oh, but I'm if not, you're five and zero, oh and you, and I'm you not think saying about it's it. clinched. No, let's let's say we're five and zero, oh and then we're going to Texas or Texas no Texas comes. Yeah, Texas comes to us, and then you look. I mean, just for a second, you look past Texas. I mean, that looks juicy. It looks like you're down the stretch and you're like, dude, we made it. We kind of we kind of got the tickets already punched. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking. That yeah, I, I mean, if say you beat Texas, if you get to 6-0 conference Ooh. play, oh. then I'll agree with you. Oh. But I, Lord have mercy. I think we very – I mean, Texas, I, I think is – I'm not going to say is back because that's a meme. Uh, but I, I think Texas is going to be tough, and I still think Baylor is more than capable of beating us when we go to their building. I mean, realistically, looking at what Texas has done so far this season, I mean, what have they accomplished? I mean, the two teams that they beat, bottom dwellers, just like how the, the same re- things that I could say about us, like how our conference schedule that we've, we that we've won doesn't look that impressive. But I mean, Texas lost one to Texas Tech, who we smashed, and. West Virginia, garbage. And Oklahoma, they really got them lucky because they didn't have to go through with Gabriel. And, I mean, they're really real. And so, I mean, I'm not that impressed. I'm not sold on Texas yet. So, I mean, just That's fair. Catch, ca- Texas, catch me outside. Let's let's do that. <laughs> hey, Come catch these hands, Texas. That That is more than fair. That's more than fair. We'll go to Coley Dub, and then we'll go to Aaron. Coley Dub, any takes or predictions? Uh, just a few um, to make what you and uh, the good chef were discussing. Basically, ideally, you know, 
you win two out of the next four. Ideally, those two wins coming against TCU and Oklahoma State. Uh, win two out of the next four and then beat West Virginia, beat KU, and you're looking pretty pretty promising to get to Arlington, I would say. I mean, depending on how the rest of the Big 12 plays out, obviously it's nuts this year, but that would not – I mean, that in my world, to the next four, I think I'd be happy with, with hopefully those next couple wins coming as uh, – or TCU and Oklahoma State, like you and Chef kind of said. Uh, sorry about my dog. Um, definitely happy where we're at right now, and I, I don't know if anyone discussed it ahead of the – like, you know, on a preview show, but I just think it's – I, I just didn't know when the bye week was this year because I never really paid attention to that. And, man, just how perfect that turned out. We got a bye week this week. is just so perfect right in the middle of the season. Um, other than that, I'd say top to bottom, the Big 12 is definitely the best conference in football because the SEC still has just some terrible, awful teams at the bottom. Um, I mean, I guess you could say that about OU and Iowa State, which is hilarious. But other than that, you know, Let's be happy. Let's not dwell on the fact we're halfway there. Let's just focus on what can happen moving forward. Go Cats. Yeah, at least seven, maybe eight more games. So maybe it's not the halfway point. So uh, I like where your head's at, Coley Dub. We'll go Aaron and then Catsman. Yeah, a lot of good points made already. Completely agree, uh, Colorado Cole. You know, picking the Tulane loss, again, we touched on a little bit earlier really that couldn't have come at a better time in the bigger picture. You know, we can kind of reflect back on it and say, Hey, we're three and zero in the conference. I think if anybody on this call would have said, Hey, we're going to be five and one at this point, everybody would have taken it with what this team has, you know, big picture. I completely agree that the big 12, you know, ignore OU and Texas, the, the rest of the big 12 and who we're adding moving forward is going to be a legitimate top to bottom football conference for years to come. So Feel good about that. Uh, with TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas coming up, I think realistically, you know, conservatively, we have to win one. I think that's the baseline expectation for the next three games. You know, you'd like to get the first and then have really good home atmospheres for Halloween weekend with Oklahoma State coming in. We always know that Texas, when they travel north, gets a little bit cool in there, and, and those kids, they, they don't know what to expect, you know, going up north. So, Feel good about those two home games, but again, this TCU game I, I think is pivotal. Um, we have a lot of uh, guys on the roster <clears throat> from the state of Texas. You know, they've always alluded to that in the post game. So I look for us to come out fired up against TCU. I think we'll be able to run the ball. And really, I mean, the expectations there, guys, like Arlington is the expectation, right? We're just going to say, you know, that out loud. Arlington's the expectation for this team. So whatever happens the rest of the way, I think that needs to be our mindset uh, for the rest of the season. I like it. I like it. We'll go Catsman, then Will the Thrill. Catsman uh, takes her predictions at the halfway point of the season. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're really close to being a really, really great team. Just got a couple things that we need to work on, like finishing drives and stuff. We've proven that we can run the ball with Adrian and Deuce, and we've proven – that Adrian can throw it when he needs to. So we can just combine all that. I think uh, – I don't think anybody can stop us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. We'll go Will the Thrill, then Ema Elvis. All right. So um, 
when it comes to takes, my, my takes have been horrible thus far. I mean, this Big 12 conference has been essentially flipped upside it's down. It's absolutely nutty how the season's yes, going in conference. Never in a million years would I have thought that OU would be as horrible as they are, and never in a million years would I have thought that TCU would be pulling what they've pulled as of as of recent. But um, I do still feel very confident in, in what we're doing. And as others have mentioned, with the bye week, you know, we get that extra time to prep for TCU, and I I think that that's going to help out tremendously um, with the injuries. You know, we've heard that. Um, everyone should be back other, other than the season ending ones. Um, you know, everyone should be back in full strength. So that's great. Um, I feel, I do feel that, um, Oklahoma state, I mean, they, I've watched a couple of their games and they, they do, they look tough. I, I think that, um, that's going to be a battle. Um, this back half is, is a gauntlet, um, as it's played out and, so I can't give any takes, but I, I do feel confident that um, if we stay the route and, um, you know, just put our faith in um, the offense to, to get back to that higher caliber, um, maybe more of those big plays that we all uh, love to see. And, um, yeah, I think I think that we're still sitting good. Ten and two is not out of reach, and uh, I feel confident there. Man, just imagine all the tweets we're going to get to do if we can win 10 games making fun of Iowa State, who has never done it. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. Um, we'll go Ema Elvis, and then we'll finish with the Lynxmen. Ema Elvis, any takes or predictions? As we're Yeah, I'm all here? for winning more than 10 games, okay? Oh, hey, um, I'm all for it, too. I'm all for it, too. 11, 12, 13, why not? In the preseason bonehead prediction extravaganza, I said game eight would be that pivotal pendulum game with the Cowboys. And I still think that let's go down and take care of business at TCU. I've got my tickets going to Fort Worth. Um, so we get that one and come back to play Oklahoma state. And I still think that if we win that game, it'll push K state forward and we'll be wearing purple in Arlington. That's what I think. Uh, Ooh, Cowboys yes. wearing white in Arlington. I think that too. Um, but every game is huge. And I kind of, I was looking at KU's, the rest of their schedule, and they may not win another game, but I kind of hope they do win one more and get bowl eligible before they play K-State. Because imagine this scenario, if K-State needs that game to go to Arlington, KU needs that game to get bowl eligible. That That's gigantic. That That's the biggest game of, of the rivalry in 120 years. Uh, was it 94, 95? Both teams were like in the top 10. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that might've been a little bit better, but, bigger, but this one is like for all the marbles that, that would be that scenario would, would be massive. Um, I don't know how, what me and my brother would be doing on Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, we need to be on the same page Hawks and wildcats. Cause that Friday before USA is taking on England in the world cup. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird dynamics, you know. Thanksgiving World Cup, then Sunflower Showdown. I don't know how I'm gonna navigate that weekend if if that's the case. So we'll, we'll just have to we'll just have to see what, what's in store for that. So it's gonna be a big one. I'm glad you're gonna be down in Fort Worth. I'll take this opportunity to say anyone who's on the fence, let's get down there. Let's have like 10,000 K State fans uh, down in Fort Worth. 
Uh, lots of fun down in the Metroplex. So, folks, if you're on the fence, uh, get down to get down to uh, Fort Worth. Uh, anything else from you, Ema Elvis, before we go to the Linksmen? Well, I just want to say that I, I have a lot of faith in Kleiman because he's been on this steady march to championships so many times. He knows what to do, win the dang day, go one and zero every week, and I think they'll get it done. I love it. Linksmen, finish us off before we. Uh, Get a little hoops talk before we call it a night. So uh, any any takes or predictions at this midway point in the season? Just crazy that we're, you know, halfway through, like other people have mentioned. But just going to enjoy the rest of it. You know, this next four-game stretch especially, and even, you know, the KU game, what it's shaping to be on Thanksgiving weekend, this is going to be, the you know, a pretty fun stretch of meaningful football and probably the most since 2014. And so, you know, taking that just – Thankfully, and not taking it for granted because it's not all the time you get, you know, meaningful games. And to have, you know, I would say definitely even if TC loses a top 25 matchup there in Fort Worth and coming home with, you know, two big games and, you know, a march to Arlington, it's going to be pretty fun. So I'm just going to take it, you know, thankfully and not take it for granted. I absolutely love it. All right. Let's get to some uh, basketball talk. Again, uh, I think the. Yeah, the exhibition game's just a little more than two weeks away. Uh, and, and then we'll we'll be right in the thick of things. Double duty. And I'm pumped for this basketball season. I think a lot of us are. Uh, so the first thing we're going to go through. Um, sorry, I, I'm, I'm making sure that I have the. Where did the topic list go? I'm the absolute worst. This is podcasting at its absolute worst. All those bullies who said the show sucks. Have been proven basketball right. Basketball predictions. Yes, predictions. So let's get into it. So uh, let's let's start with this one. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to? Not really a prediction, but like, what is it? Either one storyline, like games, or just the season as a whole. What is something specific you guys are looking forward to with this basketball season? We'll start with Coley Dub. Honestly, I've been kind of saying this to whoever. Um, I'm just really excited to like get not get to know the players i guess i mean obviously we don't like know them know them but just get to find out their like personalities how they play um just because we have so many new guys like we kind of know a little bit about marquise and ish but we have so many new guys on the team it'll be fun to you know see how they play see how they react to things you know just everything i guess about the players just getting to know all the players more yeah, we'll go with Joel and then Catsman. Joel, what are you looking forward to with this basketball season? Uh, yeah, um, just like what Coley Dove said, I mean, I'm just excited for the whole experience, just to see what's changed. Like, I'm excited to be excited for basketball. I guess that's the best thing, the best way I could put it. I think that's a great way to put it. Um, we'll go to Catsman and then we'll go to Zach. I'm I'm excited for the whole season as well, or just to see the team, but especially excited to see Keontae Johnson and, and Nacon Tomlin. I think, uh, I, I don't know, I'm just really, really excited to see what they can do. Those are going to be big-time players. We'll go to Zach and then Aaron. Yeah, kind of just echoing what everyone else has said. Um, I just am – just ready to see, you know, how the team plays. You know, we got the recruits coming in next year. I mean, 
Um, he's landed the splash transfer, Deontay Johnson, some other really good transfers like Naquan Tomlin, who's just shooting up people's, you know, radars. And, you know, I'm just ready to see, are they going to play like a Scott Drew basketball team? Are they going to play different? Was Jerome Tang all the success down in Waco? Who knows? I'm really excited to see um, what they do. We'll go Aaron, then Colorado Cole. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is, you know, it starts at the top with Jerome Tang. I mean, I think we've all agreed that his press conference, the way he's been introduced, the energy that he brings to the campus and to the basketball program, we haven't seen anything like this since Frank Martin, you know, Huggins, et cetera. So really his energy, I I think I'm really anxious to see and excited to see how that plays out on the basketball court, you know, during the game, how he treats the, the kids and the situations. His energy, I think, is infectious. We just have to see it translate to the uh, to the court. Um, it's been a little interesting to me that you know as much social media presence as he does have, they're a little tight lipped about you know how the team's going to look, what we're going to play, and I I think some of that's gamesmanship on his part. But I also think that he's an intense individual. He's very intense, and I think his energy is going to bring a nice balance of you know he's not going to be quite the Frank Martin yelling and screaming at everybody but he's also not going to make excuses. And I think that that's going to be a breath of fresh air throughout the season. All right. I like it. We'll go. Will then uh, we'll go linksman. Oh man. You just had to have me follow up. Aaron literally said almost exactly what Aaron, I was going to say. Aaron's uh, good. Aaron's good on he, the mic. I, I'm telling you, man, that's hard to follow. Uh, but yeah, this brush of fresh air, fresh air that's been, you know, Coach Tang and and the wave that we're riding right now, it's going to be very interesting to see how it does go, um, you know, to the court. You know, it's uh, every everyone knows, you know, you can have a hype man, but until it's, you know, actually on the court or on the field, you you don't really know. Um, But I do like the the atmosphere. And and as Aaron said, you know, he's energetic and, and everyone's feeding off that. So I do think that that will transfer to the court. And um, it's just, uh, you know, exciting to see this new era, essentially. We'll go Linksman, then Colorado Cole. Kind of like others have said, I'm just looking forward to seeing how the roster, you know, fits together and plays together. Um, This is, you know, top to bottom, as good as the roster's been in a while. And so I'm just seeing how they fit, how many people, you know, who's getting minutes and sharing it and trying to, you know, get all these talented guys on the floor and how they, you know, make it fit. That's what I'm looking forward to. We'll go Colorado Cold and Joel. Yeah, I think uh, I'm pretty excited to see all of Coach Tang's work come to fruition. I mean, it already feels like he's done so much at K-State and he hasn't even coached a game yet. So I'm really excited to see some tangible, you know, performance by the team. Um, and I'm also just excited to kind of see Jerome Tang and learn more about him and just like his mannerism on the sideline, his personality, you know, he's just a cool guy. Um, I'm excited to have, have him representing our university. I think uh, the media is going to love him. And I think our team this year is going to be uh, a little bit of a media darling. You know, we got Jerome Tang coming in his first year. Keontae, Keontae, that's going to be a huge story. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see us get some love. 
I think we will get a lot of that love. We'll go Joel and then I think Catsman. Uh, again, I this was the question I decided to just go haywire and forget who I've asked. So we'll go Joel uh, and I think Catsman. I already answered. That's okay. Have I, what about Catsman? I need I know Ema Elvis, Callie Mike, and Chef. Did I get Catsman? We'll go Ema. Yeah, did I get you? Yeah, you got me. Sorry. I'm the worst. Guys, Why? I, this is always the question I do it. We'll go Ema, Elvis, Callie, Mike, and end with Scott, Shaq. you're the best, the, really. No, I'm not the best. I always do this shit. Ema, Elvis, what are you looking forward to this basketball season? It, it has been a love fest and the launch of a new brand for K-State basketball, and I, I'm all about that. Um, but when you look at this team, it looks different. It, the, the K-State basketball smells different, feels different. It's something special, and I can't wait. Uh, the last three years of K-State basketball have been kind of shitty, long, cold winters, and this one's going to be different. Hey, I, 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 I think we are going to love this winter, and I think spring is going to come, and I think we might be dancing. We'll get your prediction on that one uh, uh, here in a little bit. We'll go Cali Mike, then Chef. Uh, yeah, so I – I uh, teased this a little bit. I did a Pat did Scott Wildcat tease in August. Um, just a little bit of news. Um, so out here in the Bay Area, there was this this uh, older guy who was running the alumni club for 27 years. And he, I was just sort of hosting my own little thing in San Francisco and he stepped down this year. So um, I'm the new official leader of the Bay Area club out here. Um and so November 11th is what I'm most excited for when the cats come out and play Cal 29 days um, away. That's right. And, uh, you know, they came out here in 2006 when I first moved here and I went to that game and Luis Cologne got thrown out for punching a dude in the head. Um, and we lost pretty badly, I think at that game. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, trying to coordinate getting a block of tickets for the cats out here. Supposedly we got like 1100 alumni out here. Um, and I'm hoping to set up like a five, 10 minute meet and greet with coach Tang. So um, let's hope we can do it. Um, I think the season's going to be great. I hope you can get that done. And if there's anything we can do here at Bosco's boys to help uh, get as many Bay Area cats at that game. You let me know, and I will be happy to do what I can to make that uh, happen. So love it. Thank I, you. I don't know if I can do anything, but if anyone is listening, I, to this I show, hear you. Anyone listening to this show out in the Bay Area, uh, get in contact with me, and I'll get in con- get you in contact with Cali Mike, so we can get uh, let's just say let, let's shoot for a hundred, at least a hundred cats in purple down there for that Cal game. Uh, we'll set we'll set the bar high. Uh, we'll go with the good chef. Chef, uh, what what do you got for me? What are you excited for? Man, everybody's really hammered home. I mean, the era is Tang now, and he's he's enlightened everybody to what a basketball program can be. But with that enlightenment, it comes down to the fans. And for the past few seasons, I mean, watching from afar, the environment at Bramlage has seemed kind of dead. It's not really anything to write home about, but I think he really embraced it off the, off the rip and he's kept with it. The octagon of doom should be back crowd excitement, packing Bramlage out day in and day game in and game out will be really exciting to have that home court advantage again. 
I really, I'm really excited to see what the student section and the, the fans can bring to Bramlage and make it an environment that's terrifying for uh, opposing teams to come in there. So really just to see Bramlage back to its old ways, I would love to see the old traditions come back. You know, the tunnel dance maybe comes back. I mean, Keontae said that he likes to dance. So maybe he's leading out the, maybe he's leading out the tunnel dance. He's doing the Dougie. Octavius back to. Hey, well, you know, he's got a, he's got a Curtis sit in the corner. Is have to, Curtis is going to have to do it himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to sit in the corner for a while, maybe with some bars or something. I don't know what, what the details of that are going with. But, you know, the tunnel dance maybe comes back, and I just want to see Bramlage pop. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but to have it Bramlage wild again will be awesome. I hear you. We'll come right back to you, and we're going to do double questions uh, to end it. I know you and uh, Bob Trollsby, uh, the Cocaine Cats, going live here in about 20 minutes for anyone who's currently listening live, anyone who's listening on the RSS feed, find the Cocaine Willie Show uh, where all good podcasts are made. Uh, you got my boy Flando. I'm sure that's going to be a wild one. Uh, so we'll double up with you just in case you need to get ready for that. I'm going to ask for a player prediction. You can go as basic as you want, as wild as you want. I don't care. Just a uh, player prediction of some kind. And go on the record as of right now, October 12th, does K-State get back to the big dance? Is is this for me? Yep, yep. Because oh, uh, you got your baby. show in twenty minutes. Oh my gosh, man! Well, I'm going to get answered that last question first. We're definitely dancing. Um, me and you've had conversations about this. I think with the with Desi Sills coming into the fold, whether it takes him a couple a month or so to get back into the swing of it and get into that starting lineup, I think the the floor is an, at least a nine seed. We'll be we'll be maybe pushing the top of the con- for the top half of the conference, really really pushing those top teams. Um, and you know what really irks me is that the coaches disrespected our players. And I I got a prediction that Marquise Noel is going to be first team over those highly touted guards at TCU and Oklahoma State, whatever. Boo boo on those guys. Marquise Noel is going to be first team defense. First team, all Big 12 this year. Write it down, baby. Great prediction, as always, from the good chef. We will go with Zach next, and then we'll go Cali Mike. Zach, give me a player prediction, and are we dancing this time? Come, Or I guess it's not this time. Are we going to be dancing in March? Is it hashtag a lavender March? I don't know. I'll come up with a better hashtag. Give me some time. Are we dancing? Well, I think last year was 18 and we're in, right? Yeah, that, that's going to be like the countdown hashtag. Um, I, I need another one, like maybe Hunt for Lavender, uh, March. I don't know. I'll, I'll come up with something. I'll come up with something. But 18 and we're in is back. Because if we win 18 games, we will be dancing. Um, I'm going to kind of, well, maybe not piggyback, but I'll just add to Marquise Noel and say, I'm going to be aggressive. I think that he's going to average seven and a half assists per game. And I don't think we've seen a number like that since in the big 12, since what, maybe like Frank Mason. But I, I, you know, last year he was, he averaged five and how many per game were just dropped by guys in the corner 
or whatever, you know, just easy, easy buckets. I think that's going to pick up this season. And then will we dance? I'm going to say yes. I'm a little bit hesitant about that, even with, you know, confirming that Desi Stills will be on the team. Um, I'm going to say we're going to be like one of Lon Kruger's teams where we get in at like 19 and 13 as like a 10 seed. I'll take it. I would take it right now. Uh, we'll go Cali Mike, then Colorado Cole. Cali Mike, give me a player prediction and give me uh, are we dancing? And then also, are we going to beat the Cal Golden Bears? Uh, so, first, I'm going to say absolutely we're dancing. Um, I I kind of felt like as soon as Tang was hired, that was my gut feeling without even him having any players uh, committed. Um. My prediction is Marquise Noel. Look, I mean, it's tough here, I think, for for all of us boneheads a little bit um, without doing some in-depth analysis on the new roster and not really having seen them. So I think we're leaning heavily here on Marquise, but I'm going to say he's going to lead the Big 12 in made three points, three-pointers. Ooh, um, I like that one. Yeah. Um, and then absolutely we're going to beat Cal, no doubt in my mind. All right, we will go Colorado Cole next. Colorado Cole, give me a player prediction of some sort. And are we dancing come March? So my player prediction, I'm going to say that Naquan Tomlin will get some type of conference honor. Um, And yes, we're going to be in the tournament. And my prediction is we're going to be a single-digit seed in the tournament. Ooh, single-digit seed. All right, all right, I see you. We'll go Coley, Dub, and then Aaron. So I have a couple predictions here. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Naquan Tomlin, newcomer, Big 12 newcomer player of the year. And I'm going to go with Tyke Green. As sixth man of the year, I just want it to be known and heard here. He is my guy for this season. I don't know why. I've just been jacked ever since he got here because that guy is just built like a Division One athlete. And I think he's going to surprise us. Big, uh, big Techie Green fan. And uh, yes, we are going to go to uh, we're going to go dancing. And I just thought of this, Scott, as you were saying this. But man, can you imagine us rocking lavender in March? Well, that would just be beautiful. I want to see us uh, rocking lavender in Kansas City in a Big 12 championship game. Because I like the Big 12 tournament as a Kansas Cityan. Uh, beating KU by 12, rocking the lavender. Love it. So th- th- there's, there's a crazy prediction for me. Uh, we'll go uh, Aaron and then Catsman. Aaron, give me a player prediction and then give me uh, Are We Dancing? Yeah, player prediction is going to be Keontae Johnson hits a game winner in Allen Fieldhouse on January 31st to seal a victory for us. Uh, Keontae Johnson, look for him to have a big year, including a game winner at KU. As far as making the tournament, yes, I think our uh, non-conference this year is is manageable. Uh, really a lot of fun games, you know, Hinkle Fieldhouse, we got Wichita State coming in, we played downtown Kansas City. So I think our non-conference is manageable enough to get us enough non-conference wins. Yes, we make the tournament. I love it. Uh, folks, uh, stay tuned. I, again, I make I make a lot of promises, but 
uh, might have an event in Kansas City before the Nebraska game. Um, I might be making promises I can't keep, but I'm trying to make something happen for that one as well. All right, we'll go uh, Catsman, then Will the Thrill. So I definitely think we make the tournament. And then for player, as long as everything goes right with Keontae, he's at least first team all Big 12, if not player of the year. Whoo, all right. I like that. Set him up to get drafted. I want to see another Wildcat get drafted in the NBA draft. Uh, so I'm hoping for a big year for Keontae. We'll go Will, then Ema Elvis. So I I definitely think we're gonna be um we're gonna be dance bound. Um single digits as as a couple of other mentioned before. Maybe eight nine. Um I and for bold take, I think uh KJ's gonna show up as a You're uh, in and out, but I got you right now. Cut now. Okay. Uh, KJ going to be the leading scorer in the Big 12. and uh, I love it. We'll go Ema Elvis, and then we will end with the Lynxman. I also have KJ as player of the year. Marquise is going to be much improved and be on the all-Big 12 squad. And I, I think the coaches are going to get the best juice out of him. He seems to be very driven, too, in the offseason. Uh, I also see Tomlin getting some honors, maybe honorable mention. Um, dancing, yes, and not one of these uh, Bruce-type quick dances with a wallflower, just to say they did it. But it's going to be a long, fun, sweaty one with some of the prettiest ones there. So I see Elite Eight at, and see where we can go from there. I absolutely love it. I, and I love hearing this confidence because, uh, again, this will be dropping on the RSS feeds on Friday. I think we're going to get the preseason coaches poll on Thursday. I would not be surprised if the coaches voted us last. So I would love, I would love to be proven some of these big 12 coaches wrong. Uh, Cause that's my gut feeling. I think we might be seeing that uh, around noon on Thursday, but we'll end with the linksman uh, player prediction. And are we going to be dancing? I think we have two players win uh, postseason big 12 awards. I think, uh, Keontae is newcomer of the year, and I think uh, Marquise Noel is Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. So with both those, yes, we're dancing as an eight seed, and we will make a make a good run at the one where whoever we get out of that eight nine matchup. Give me Gonzaga. I want Gonzaga. Bring it on. Uh, but that's all we have. We went the full hour. Um, so I, I gotta say this to the Boneheads. Uh, I love these Wednesday night shows. Um, there will probably come a time in the off season where we won't have a live show every single week, but we're going to keep this thing going at least through all of, uh, basketball season. We'll still have live shows in the off season as well, but I'll say this during football season, these Wednesday night live shows are seriously some of the most fun I've had since doing the podcast. I love chatting with all of you. And I just want to say this kind of reflecting on halfway through this football season, uh, especially going daily starting all the way back in July. This has been such a fun experiment, a fun uh, run of shows for me, and I've really enjoyed 
uh, hearing more and more from the bonehead. So uh, a lot of you can attest if you ever want to slide in the DMs of Scott Wildcat or Bosco's boys to talk about the show, to talk about the cats. If you ever want to tweet at the show or at me to talk about the cats, I'm here for you guys. Don't let me being obnoxious and an asshole sometimes on Twitter, being sarcastic, ever make you think that the DMs aren't open and that I want to talk to cat or talk about the cats with the boneheads. So for that long-winded sign-off, my dog Chauncey Bosco needs to go potty. I love you guys and go cats. Meet me at the cat head. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. UK-State Wildcats form alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. A fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK-State Wildcats for alma mater fight, fight, fight. Podcast Network.